Broncos turn it up to 10 on the amp. But Under the Dome is far from your ordinary sports talk show. It takes it just one step higher. These guys are laughing. Now back to the show that gets the lead out. Under the Dome with CD on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Under the Dome with CD right here on the game. 103.7 Lafayette and now 104.1 in Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station coming to you live from the game studios here in Upper Lafayette. Hopefully you're having a fantastic Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. It's getting ready to be around 12 o'clock. Don't forget we got LSU baseball here on the game pregame at 1 o'clock. First pitch, 1.30. We also have LSU basketball later on tonight here on Acadiana Sports Station. So trust me, we got you covered. So we'll flip it over because the last couple of years in Wisco have been a lot like a soap opera as the Aaron turns. Is Aaron Rodgers, a.k.a. the other A-Rod, a.k.a. Mr. Rodgers, and in some circles they call him Throw Rogan. And there's just been a lot of arguing between the two parties of the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and his crew. From giving him talent to, in some cases, reports saying dollars and cents are what's really coming down to all this. So we need to catch up with some people from that area. And one of those is my next guest from Game on Wisconsin. He also writes for Packer Report, which is part of 24-7 Sports. He is Jacob Westendorf. Jacob, how you doing, my man? Doing well. Thanks for having me. I, the, as the Aaron turns was that was pretty good. I appreciate that. I appreciate you telling me that was pretty darn good. But you know, it just feels like for a minute there, a few days ago, when he put out a cryptic Instagram post with an interesting caption, it felt like he was going to hang it up. But it feels like we're just, he's just leading everybody on and having him hang on on by a thread and seeing how far he can pull this thing. Do you think he makes his decision to retire or stay? How do you see this decision going for him? Yeah, I don't think he's going to retire. I know the Instagram post and then the subsequent appearance on Pat McAfee's show the very next day led a lot of people to do that. Make no mistake, Aaron Rodgers is enjoying this part of it. He can say that he doesn't pay attention to stuff like that, but I don't believe him. Uh, he's enjoying having the opportunity to watch all of us kind of just run with everything that he says and does. Uh, when you listen to his MVP speech, I certainly said I felt like he sounded like somebody that was retiring. But then he said during his appearance on McAfee's show that I can still play. I can still play at a high level. He said in the past that he's wanting to play well into his 40s. Maybe his mind's changed on that. I just can't picture him wanting to walk away from football, a game that he said was the most fun season he had maybe ever in his career, and especially after a dud of a performance that he had in a playoff game. Like, does he really want to walk away and have his last game be a 10-point performance at home against a team they were heavily favored against? I just don't think so. Do you believe the reports, and he, he kind of shot those down. He brought the Pat McAfee show. He wound up shooting those down, I think in a text or something, to Pat McAfee talking about the rumors that it's all coming down to about $50 million is what he's demanding from the Packers this offseason. Was it largely a, just a bunch of smoke being blown around? 
Yeah, that could be a leverage thing. Uh, if you talk about Ian Rappaport talked about it a little bit later, how somebody might kind of say something like that to somebody and then just have a report be like, hey, we were told he wanted $50 million, so we backed out of the sweepstakes kind of thing for a team that doesn't get him. So it's kind of a spin cycle. I have no doubt in my mind Aaron Rodgers is going to get paid. There's been discussions of a hometown discount or anything of that sort. That's not going to happen, uh, at least in my estimation, and nor should it, in my opinion. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has done so much for this Packers organization. He's one of the best players in the history of the franchise. That was true a couple of years ago, and they still, without telling him, drafted somebody that was intended at the time to replace him. I'm not saying I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers because of that. He said several times he's not a victim. I'm just saying that to say take care of yourself because nobody else is going to. So if he's worth million, go get it. Whether or not that's something he's actually going to get, who's to say? We won't know until until he signs the contract. And he said in the past, it's not about the money. Well, he's got a chance to prove that that is, in fact, the case. Exactly. Talk right now with Jacob Westendorf, part of Game On Wisconsin. And looking at this whole situation right now, do you think he legitimately will stay with Green Bay for at least a couple more years, or does he go – somewhere else like a Denver or even go over to the West coast to play with his hometown team in the 49ers. I am very confident that if Aaron Rodgers were to ask for a trade, that they would not even pick up the phone. If the 49ers called, there is some bad blood to say the least between those two teams. A lot was made of the Shanahan LaFleur handshake after the week three game, obviously adding all that stuff. It seems pretty obvious um, at least the Packers feel that they were that their quarterback was tampered with last offseason, and Matt LaFleur wasn't happy about it. That being said, I think every tea leaf that has come out since, like, October suggests Aaron Rodgers wants to stay in Green Bay. He's talked in the past about wanting to retire a Packer, and then this year he was talking about how, well, I'm not sure this is my last game at Soldier Field, or I don't think it was my last game at Soldier, speaking of as a Packer. And then at the end of the season, he's talking about how his relationship with Brian Gutekunst and the Packers front office has grown dramatically, and he was appreciative of those conversations. Very uh, thankful towards Matt LaFleur and the rest of this Packers team. I think it's just a matter of he's trying to make sure that he wants to stay. It's just that the Packers are going to continue to do the same things that they did this past season on his behalf, for better or worse, uh, and to make sure that he's still going to be involved in those conversations, that it wasn't just a one-year beg to get him back kind of thing. I'd agree with you there, Jacob. But, you know, thinking about it, like if he doesn't stick around, what landing spot do you think is going to be the best for him in terms of what you're going to wind up getting out of a team? Because if we're being honest, a team like the Green Bay Packers, they have to be asking like a king's ransom to get rid of a franchise quarterback that wants out. Oh, yeah. Uh, that You're not getting – Aaron Rodgers for, you know, 30 cents on the dollar. That's why I, I always kind of chuckle at some of these trade proposals of, like, this year's first, next year's third, and then maybe, like, a second for Aaron Rodgers. No, this is going to be – I mean, if the asking price for – let's use Matthew Stafford as an example. I know Stafford was just on the team that won the Super Bowl. Stafford got two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and a quarterback. Albeit a bad quarterback, but a quarterback. Then when you throw in the, the fact that Stafford had never been on an all-pro team, never been an MVP, never anything like that, Aaron Rodgers is the back-to-back reigning MVP. So it's going to cost a pretty penny to whoever wants to get him. And I'm talking like three first-round picks, a young player, 
maybe even another player that is that is younger on, on one of them contracts that's still one that he hasn't gotten his first extension yet. Uh, but I think Denver is the best spot for that. They're the team that has been connected to him the most, even since last year, where, according to some at least, the deal was really close. It turns out that was erroneous. Uh, but I think Denver is the team that they have the ammo. They didn't use any last year. They've got some young players like Jerry Judy they can send back to Green Bay and then kind of easily replace him uh, with Devontae Adams or another veteran wide receiver if that was the route they wanted to go. But it definitely feels like this is Green Bay or Denver if that's going to be uh, the route that Pac- uh, Rogers chooses to go. I'm about to say there's no um, uh, firstborn son in this negotiations in a trade because it just feels like there's a lot that's going to be offered here. There might be. You know, you never know. A team gets desperate enough for a quarterback, um, and especially a team that has some pressure on them to win. You never know. I've always been curious what uh, a trade like this might go. I mean, think about it this way. Deshaun Watson is in all the legal trouble that you could almost possibly be in, and they were still saying that a trade could garner three-plus first-round picks. Desperation certainly leads to more. So, yeah, first-born son, maybe that'll be part of it as well. And especially when you look at the league now because – Think about it. You don't have Drew Brees. You don't have Tom Brady. You don't have Ben Roethlisberger anymore. Now the market is kind of dry in a certain sense. Obviously, you've got guys, but at the same time, you've got guys like Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, guys who are going to be leading the way in the next three, four, five, ten years, and they're likely going to be locked down on big contracts for the foreseeable future. So if you want to get somebody, you've got to try and, like, if you want to trade and get somebody that you know can be a plug-and-play quarterback right now, you've got to give up a lot. Yeah, and it's always worth it. Like, that's the other thing. If you look at this year's Final Four for the NFL, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, and the outlier is Jimmy Garoppolo. Last year, the Final Four, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I'm sorry, I said Josh Allen this year. It was Joe Burrow. Either way. Great quarterbacks are the teams that are going to be in the running at the end. And then you see even, like Jimmy Garoppolo, the counterargument is like, well, the Niners have won and gotten to this point with him. Yeah, and they thought so highly of that team that they traded two first-round picks and stuff to go get his replacement. So any team that wants to think they have a quarterback situation locked down, they're always looking for somebody like Aaron Rodgers. And you mentioned some of those guys in the AFC, Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. That's why I actually think, and I thought this kind of from the beginning, Rodgers' best chance to win, or any quarterback that's looking to relocate potentially, their best chance to win is in the NFC because Tom Brady's gone. Now you're talking, what, Matthew Stafford? Okay, he had a great year, but the Rams, I mean, there was a stretch of thought for a period of time that they weren't even that good. They could have been one and done. A lot of people were picking the Cardinals that night to win. The NFC is much more open than the one, the conference that has Patrick Mahomes, who, for my money's worth, is still the best quarterback in football. Joe Burrow, the best ascending quarterback in football. Then you add in Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and a couple MVP candidates. Oh, and a former MVP with Lamar Jackson. The AFC is loaded, man, and this is not the conference of where it was basically Brady or Manning every single year going to the Super Bowl. The NFC is the one, and that's the route, not the easiest route, but a route to get to the Super Bowl is much more open on that side of the conference. I would agree with you. It just always is a lot more wide open when you look at the AFC versus, I think, the NFC, especially if Aaron Rodgers does stick around. But, you know, we're talking about the negotiations with the Packers and Rodgers. How much of that, like, how much of a role is Rodgers going to play in saying, hey, if you want me to stick around for the foreseeable future, 
I want to have a little bit more control on how things go with the draft because, again, one of the big talking points, one of the big sticking points the last couple of years was how the, the Packers have not and just just can't do anything when it comes to the draft and getting good pieces around Aaron Rodgers. How much do you think that's going to play a role in the negotiations and how he makes his decisions? I think it's more the veteran side of things that he was worried about. Like, you notice he didn't push for them to draft somebody this past year. It was more, can you bring back Randall Cobb, one of my old friends, one of the veterans that's still in the room and maybe changing that side of things. Uh, on the draft side of things, maybe the appearance of the fact that Rodgers only has, you know, two or three years left might cause them to be a little more aggressive. But honestly, since Brian Gutekunst took over, last year was the first time that they didn't trade up in the first round to get a player. Every year since in the first round. So every year since Gutekunst has been the general manager, they've traded up. It's just been for a guy on defense. And then, of course, Jordan Love. Um, a lot of that draft conversation you're talking about centers around the fact that they haven't taken a receiver in the first round. And do they need some help at receiver? Absolutely. But when you look at the guys that Gutekunst to stick, again, save for Jordan Love, and who knows, the book on him is yet to be written. Jair Alexander is one of the best cornerbacks in all of football when he's been healthy. Rashawn Gary is an ascending pass rusher that had a really good season last year. Darnell Savage has had his moments of being really good. And Eric Stokes was maybe the best rookie corner in all of football last year. So maybe that's something that they can talk about. Maybe they'll be more aggressive in moving up and getting, yeah, a receiver, a tight end if there was one worth it in this class, which I'm not so sure that there is. But on the receiver side of things, I think that's possible. But I do think with Rodgers and his discussion, it's just more what guys from the team, what veterans are we trying to keep? Because when he did that press conference back in July, he wasn't talking about guys they didn't bring in. He was talking about guys they didn't keep. Jacob, thank you so much for coming on, my man. We'll talk to you down the road. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, brother. Appreciate it. You guys have a good rest of your day, too.